you know, I, never mind. I, I had something there, but it's it, you, you'd end up deleting it anyway. So we'll just go on with, uh, <laughs> with our lives. <laughs> I mean, just tell her who's boss and yeah. show her, you know what? This is my dinner. I expect it hot when I get back. And, um, and I say this, if my wife ever listened to this, she <laughs> has she ever listened to this program? She's listened to bits and pieces. Um, I think my mom listens. Oh, no. Yeah. She can handle it, but I mean... Hi, Mrs. Z. I'm sorry about the bad words I said. <laughs> she can handle a good joke, uh, and she'll, she'll curse with the rest of them. Hey, look who showed up. Did, Did he? he just... Uh, yeah, he's in, the, he's in here. Is he? Oh, well, he just left. He's been busy. All right. I'm not going to wait around. deep in the cold, cold ground before I recognize Missouri. Welcome, friends and neighbors, to our Florida Gator subreddit podcast. This is Toe-Free Gator. I am joined by my trusty compadre, Zlatan Diego. How's it going, man? Compadre is in the building. It's going all right. How about you? Pretty good. Um, and we're just waiting on Hammer. He's going to be joining us at some point. He's on a conference call. Um, about different sized butt plugs, uh, attempting to determine the correct gauge for his custom order. Um, shouldn't take too long. You'd hope. I mean, you would think like it's, I guess if you've ordered as many as he has, you should have a pretty good idea of what you're looking for, but right. He might even have it like the, uh, you know, the Amazon, uh, consistent ordering button. I don't even know what it's called, right. but you know, <laughs> it just com- comes monthly. Yeah, I figured hammer that, button. Hard. hammer yeah. that butt plug button. Um, let's go. So, uh, did you have a chance to watch much football this past weekend? Uh, yeah, I watched a bit. Uh, I was on vacation the past week, and I got back early purposefully just to sit around watching football. Nice. So, uh, yeah, it was it was nice. I had um, I had tickets offered to me for that Auburn Ole Miss game, and I decided not to go because I was exhausted from the vacation, and it looked like it was going to rain, which it did. So, it gave me a chance to flip around a lot more, which was nice. Um, wasn't locked into just one game. Sure. Um, I knew I was going to have to work at least one Saturday this season. And so I managed to kind of uh, schedule it so that it was this past Saturday. So I saw most of the early games, but I had to leave like right around the time Tennessee and Alabama uh, was kicking off. I guess we'll review our picks that we made. I didn't go through game by game, but just off the top of my head, it seems like we were not very correct on just about any of them. Yeah, if I uh, I actually listened to the recording uh, just earlier today, and it was pretty rough. I'm not gonna lie, it was pretty rough. Yeah, we are not. Well, I'll speak for myself here. I'm not an expert. My opinions are not to be trusted. I am not a smart man. You know, take it for what it's worth. Yeah, I, th- I think all of us have said at any given point, and we've made it clear we are not smart people. Mm-hmm. Um, Certainly. Hopefully we can be entertaining in the meantime, but yeah, don't don't use us for gambling. Yes. Uh, let's see. I've got your list here that you very kindly uh, took down when we were making picks last week. First game, Nebraska at Ohio State. We picked Ohio State minus 27, uh, and they won 52 to 17. Can you help me with the math there? Is that a cover? Oh, that God. is a cover. You're, isn't a, it? you're asking me to do math right now. I thought we established I don't do that. That's 35, uh, right? It is 35, yes. Yeah. 
Okay, so we're good I on that. I definitely did not pull out my phone to do the calculator <laughs> on it, though. So we're we're good on that one. Um, yeah, that's a win. Okay, we can stop right there. And yeah, <laughs> I think we're we're settled. All three of us took a W on that one. Um, that game felt closer than that. I, I feel like Nebraska just kind of played to keep it close, at least for the first half of that game. Yeah, I actually that was one I I didn't really catch much of it, so I was just barely keeping up. And I did see that they had, they were close at first, but I think that's kind of the whole thing, right? Like, I mean, obviously you expect Ohio State just to dominate with fields, but they're just a stacked team up and down. Yeah. So I mean, they're they're kind of in the same line as Bama and Clemson. Like, you're gonna have to beat them for four quarters because they can run away with it at any point against pretty much anybody. Um, the big takeaway from that game. Uh, that I've heard quite a few places. I'm sure most of our listeners have heard at this point. Justin Fields was 20 for 21 with 276 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, and the one incompletion was a touchdown pass that was dropped by his receiver. So yep, that's about as dominant as it gets. I watched that pass too. I saw a clip of it and it was, and it was a beautiful pass. I mean, it was tough, tough to catch. It was deep. And I think the defender was right there, but yeah, he uh, he was on. He's fun to watch. All right, next game, Auburn at Ole Miss. And all three of us picked Ole Miss to keep it within three and a half. And oh, my God, that game. That game was infuriating. Yeah, they, um, you know, they, they, I even saw a post on RCFB. I don't even know if it stayed up trying to say that, that uh, the refs were right and they followed the rules. I don't know how those are the rules. If they are, the rules are fucking um, but um, yeah, it looked like Ole Miss got boned on uh, on the one of the kickoffs, and it looked like Auburn yet again escaped with uh, just lucky refereeing. So I think that's the third game now where they easily could have lost with with a better call or with the right call, <laughs> the correct call. The 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 replay officiating continues to just be a complete clusterfuck. I mean, like. Jesus Christ, somebody has got to be fired there. Y- you get one mess up per season as a replay official, and then you're gone. Like, it's, it's, you've got one job. Look at a replay in slow motion and get the call right, and they have consistently fucked it up or just not even done it at all. Yeah, I mean, here's the frustrating part. I think during the, during the game, during the broadcast, they came out and said afterwards that the SEC offices like sent a message saying, yeah, we looked at it and determined there wasn't a need to replay it. Like, how... Could you determine that quickly? You didn't need to replay it. Like yeah. there was an obvious, uh, at least replay, even if it's within the rules that it should have been Auburn's ball, which if you haven't seen the game, that's kind of what happened. Ole Miss kicked it off, should have recovered it. But even if that happens, why wouldn't you replay it? What's the downside yeah. there? It's just mind boggling. It's crazy. Um, I think Ole Miss is a really good one, one win team to this point. Um, you know, they've been in just about every game that they've played. Yeah, I, I, and I think Auburn is just about the worst three-win team in the SEC to this point. It felt like Ole Miss was definitely a better team than Auburn, yeah. and I mean, I don't, I don't think Ole Miss is great, but they're solid enough. Definitely better than the record, and Auburn is far worse than their record for sure. Hopefully, it kind of comes back around. Maybe Auburn drops some really stupid shit. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm not expecting it. Yeah. Um, all right, game three, Oklahoma at TCU. Uh, Oklahoma was favored by a touchdown. You and I both picked TCU, and we were both wrong. The final there was 33-14 Oklahoma, um, and Hammer got a win on that one. He went with Oklahoma. 
Uh, I yeah, he almost got two wins. I mean, he ran away with it. I <laughs> I did not watch a second of that game. I have not seen one play from that game. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I don't I don't know if I've seen um, a second of any Big Twelve game all year. All right, uh, Florida State at Louisville. Let's see. Louisville was favored by five, and they won by just a little bit more than that. Uh, that was a win for Hammer and I, and you decided to go rogue and pick Florida State. I sure did. <laughs> sure did. Yeah, Tough I'm. Uh, I'm one of those. I'm just happy to be wrong. Yeah. No, no sadness here on that one. Yeah, that was just a demolition. I watched a little bit of that game. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, you take those. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if there's like a, a real takeaway there. Like Florida State is still a very bad football team that has showed some brief flashes of life, but you know they've still got a long, long way to go. Uh, deep rebuild there. Yeah, it's it's just I I think um, I actually listened to uh, who is it Josh Newberg. I listened to his little reaction thing afterwards, and him and I think Bud Elliott were on it. And man, were they disappointed! And that felt good. I really enjoyed that. Uh, it was nice. A little thirty-minute clip of just desperation, and uh, them taking their anger out on Brent, Brendan Sinone, but the other two four seven guy there. Yeah, um, yeah, it was nice. And a recruit texted him like some twenty twenty three kid who's like a lifelong Florida State fan, and just to hear him almost—I mean, it was—it wasn't condescending. It was just. It was like he felt bad for them. And that, mm-hmm. I mean, you really can't ask for anything more Boy, than that. That's a tough look. That's mm-hmm. Been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. Actually, I don't, yep. I don't know if we really have. Like that, losing 48 to 16 to a, a two-win Louisville team, that's a low, low. That's lower than I think we, we were ever at. You know, you're probably right because we've had some bad years, but... Like the blowouts really stand out to me. Like the Missouri one, that that one stands out. And I mean, Alabama always kicked our ass um, when we played them. But I can't think of that many more where we just got dominated, especially by a bad team. Yeah, that's rough. Oh, God, I'd be embarrassed to be a fan. You got to put a brown paper bag over your head at that point. Next game was Alabama at Tennessee. Alabama favored by twenty one and a half. And they ran away with it 48-17. It was never really close. And we all got a win on that one. And is anybody really surprised? They That's... have imploded. Um, I mean, they showed some some brief signs of life through the first couple of games. They're feeling good about things. And boy, they have just really, the shit has hit the fan there. It's bad. That's, um, I mean, I expected it to be a blowout. But I didn't expect it to look like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what I thought, but yeah, that's that's rough. It's there's no excuse, no excuse at all. Like if we were doing that, I'd want our coach fired immediately um, after the game. And uh, obviously, they're not going to do that. But you got to think that they have a little bit of regret right now for not going for Shiano. Oh, <laughs> Just yeah. a little. God, boy, I would imagine. Um, yeah, big win for Rutgers this past week. Um, I don't know what the score was there, but yeah, they beat Michigan State. Uh, did we pick that game? I don't think we did. No, I, I'm not even sure if we picked any Big Ten games outside of yeah. that Ohio State one. Um, Shame on us. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to. Yeah, Rutgers is going to be required viewing this year. Um, Wait, can we can we start picking Maryland games? Because I think I know what I'm going to take every time. Jesus, yeah, boy, Maryland. I want to see Maryland and Kentucky play in a bowl game because every team is. El- eligible for a bowl game this year um 
I want to see that. Like, I want to just see what happens. Does a black hole open at like midfield and just swallow the universe? Do they cause the the shit football singularity? They just might. I mean, you said you said Kentucky. Did you mean Vanderbilt or did you actually mean Kentucky? There, I meant Kansas. Okay, okay, that makes more sense. Kansas would be uh, God. Okay, so well, who's who's worse, uh, Vanderbilt, Kansas, or Maryland? Or who's the best? Like, is there is there a okay? Clear so order there? I, I mean, I would probably take Vanderbilt over the other two because, like, they at least showed life against Texas A and M in that one game, and Kansas has not all year. And like this Maryland team is so bad, I don't know why they thought hiring Mike Loxley was a good idea. I don't know, but honestly, I don't I don't know how to put this. I I think that. COVID is hurting him more than it would or more than it is any other coach too. And he already would have been probably the worst team in the country or right around there. Interesting. That Maryland's probably the clear loser here. I'm not sure they're going to score points. And I feel like everybody's going to put up 40 on them. I mean, this is Northwestern. There was, I mean, to be fair to Northwestern, they finally, finally fired their offensive coordinator. They had had the same shit tier offensive coordinator for like seven or eight years. And it was just always consistently garbage. And so there's an idea that they might like turn a bit of a corner offensively. It's going to actually look somewhat serviceable at times this year. <sighs> yeah, it just I, I agree with what you're saying, though, with, with Maryland, with Loxley. You know, it felt like everybody in the Big Ten was like, let us play, let us play. And they were just kind of sitting over there like <laughs> <laughs> nervously, like, you know, giving the Ralph Wiggum chuckling. I'm in danger meme. Yeah, you, this this disease is really bad. Are you sure you want to? This I don't know if we we should or not. I, yeah, it's um, I don't know how to put this. So Northwestern is like the Vanderbilt of their conference, right? I mean, yeah, I, I don't think know if there's fair. a closer comparison. Has Vanderbilt ever beaten an SEC team forty to three or anything close to that? Maybe I don't know. You'd probably have to go back to like the days of Sewanee and Georgia Tech back in the twenties. Yeah, so that that's kind of the. That's the thing for me. Even if Northwestern has this new offensive coordinator, although I, I would, how, I would say football-wise, yeah. Northwestern is probably more of the Kentucky of the Big Ten. You know, it's mm, been okay, kind yeah. of a similar thing, like doing just enough offensively and being like a tough defensive team over the last few years. But I mean, I guess by that same by that same token, has Kentucky ever done that? Uh, well, they did against Tennessee, right? Was it that? Was it that substantial? <laughs> I guess maybe. No, it it was. Was it thirty something to yeah, seven? Okay, right. Three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess so. Okay, close-ish. So I guess what we're saying is that Tennessee is the Maryland of the SEC this year. I think that's that's probably a pretty good comparison too. Yeah, I like it. I feel good about that. Let's roll with it. Iowa State at Oklahoma State. We both. Uh, Actually, no, I was by my state by myself on that one on Oklahoma State minus three. Uh, and I was reluctant to take that. And that was a push 24, 21. We should have added a hook to that. We shouldn't allow pushes. Ties, ties suck. Um, yeah. So none of us got a win on that one. Um, I watched a little bit of that game. Like I watched the, the highlight reel from that game. Um, I think Oklahoma State is a pretty good team. I think they're the best team in the Big 12. I don't think they're going to go undefeated, and so I don't think they're going to have a chance at the playoff, but they're, they're a pretty solid football team. 
That's good. Yeah, I, I didn't catch much of it, but uh, I mean, Gundy's been around a while and he usually has a decent team out there. So one of those things where maybe some of these coaches who've been there long term have some benefits. I'm not, I don't know, maybe just came together for Oklahoma State. I don't know much about their team. They are much more of a defensive team this year than they have been in recent years, which is interesting. And uh, it kind of goes not just against type for what they were, but like kind of what they were expected to be because they have playmakers. They've got uh, the running back, uh, Chuba Hubbard, right? Is that his name? Uh, Yeah, that's how it's spelled. I don't know if it's Chuba or Chuba. You're probably right. I've always called him Chuba. I've heard both. But yeah, like they were supposed to be offensively oriented, but they've turned out to be a defensive team. It's making it, it, they're making it work. So good for them. Yeah. Uh, Baylor at Texas. Texas was favored by 10. Um, you and I were on Baylor. Hammer was on Texas. 27 16. Yeah. And it wasn't even really that close. Well, it looked like they had some garbage time stuff yeah. at the end. I didn't watch any of that, but if that's a preview of what a team looks like coming off of COVID, that bodes poorly for us. Yeah, we, we hit on this in the, the last little mini pod, and it's it's not great. I mean, I, I think we all know it's not good to get COVID and be out of practice for a couple of weeks, but I mean, Texas is not a great team, and that really should have been a competitive game if Baylor was on their game, at least in my mind. And I think that they were outscored 27 to three in the first three quarters. So they got boat raced right away. And I mean, who knows that that might just be um, a new coach trying to figure out what his football team is and also trying to figure out how to not be a defensive coordinator. I'm really not sure. Um, We can only hope. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Kentucky at Missouri. Kentucky was favored by three and a half there. Uh, I had this whole box score pulled up moments ago, and I can't find that tab. I guess I closed it. Uh, Missouri won 20 to 10. Yes. Um, I'm going to have some more thoughts on this game later. Did you watch any of this? I just caught bits and pieces, but not much. I'm not even sure what time it was at, but I think I was watching something else whenever it was on. I might have been watching that Indiana game. Yeah, I, I watched a bit from this one, and... Um, did a, a bit of a dive into the stats here. Yeah, I'll, I'll have more thoughts on that when we talk about Missouri. We'll hit on it later then. I think I think I picked that one right. We all picked... By accident. Um, did you? Both of you had gone Kentucky, so I needed to mix it up. I'll take it. That's still a dub. You've got yourself uh, written down here as Kentucky. Then... I don't remember. Uh, it's one of those things where I might have written it down as Kentucky, but I think I just listened to it, and I'm pretty sure I said Missouri. Okay. All right. Well, I'll take your word uh, if for it's it. Written, no. If it's written, I think we should go with what's written. No, no, I mean, no. That's I'll the, take your word right. for it. You're, you, uh, you are a man of your word. I am. And you are honorable. I appreciate that. You better not be wrong. Otherwise, that's going to shatter the listener's view of you. Yeah, that would be that'd be rough. But you know what? I've, sh- I've hurt some people before, so <laughs> I'm used to it. <laughs> Uh, um, South Carolina at LSU. That's the one where I get, I get, um, what's the word? Like, just I was half right, you know, a little moral victory out of it. Hammer called it out for me. Yeah. Jesus. Like, we, we both, we, we all hit on like what could happen there. Didn't trust, I didn't trust my gut. I mean, I yeah. can't speak for you. I was, that's the only reason I brought it up. I mean, there was that nagging, nagging feeling and, um, should have listened. Their their freshman quarterback looked brilliant. I I don't even know what to make of that 
I, I guess it's just Muschamp doing Muschamp things, but that guy, just such a fucking loser. <laughs> he really is. Like, I was saying this earlier, it's just, he's so predictable in his unpredictability. I yeah. I don't know how to explain it otherwise, but I mean, he really is a black or white guy. Like, there is no in, bet- in between with this guy. Like, yeah, he's going to win this close game he shouldn't, or he's just going to get his ass kicked. Like, that's bad. Really bad. I don't care how good that freshman is. Like, how how do you get slammed so much by such a bad team? I refuse to believe that LSU is any good, by the way. And that could just be denial, but I'm just not buying it. I think we've learned that there are only a handful of consistent positional groups in the entirety of the SEC. Like, Bama's offense, Georgia's defense, probably. You know, Bama game notwithstanding hopefully our offense and that's pretty much it i mean like every other positional group on every team in the sec has shown wild swings and variants and huge weaknesses like monster ones yeah. and i mean that's that's what you mean with the variants but like some teams have just shut them down and it's not like they're oh well they're just not executing today it's like oh no they were figured out completely i mean i i guess if you've got to have a takeaway for lsu that's promising for the future and it'll be interesting to see if this does create some sort of a quarterback controversy. Although I think overall, Miles Brennan had not been bad. It's going to create an interesting situation there. Yeah, it's so I didn't get to watch. So was he playing the same style of offense that they were throwing for Miles Brennan? Or did they just mix it up completely to suit more of his skill set? From what I saw, it was very similar. Now, I okay. only saw... I didn't watch the whole game. I just saw like the highlight reel. I spent a couple hours yesterday watching a bunch of highlight reels from the games that I missed. So I can't answer that definitively, but it right. looked pretty similar. I'm a, I'm a big believer in, especially at the quarterback position, you either have it or you don't. And um, if he's out there running that off, it's not like they just completely threw this brand new thing that the defense wasn't expecting either to where they couldn't adjust. It's, I mean, right the LSU offense and he out the, he went out there and he ran it. So maybe they found somebody for the future. I I think that's something that um, you can't count on a team like LSU to not have a quarterback forever, even though it's been like that for a while now. I still don't think it's going to necessarily make a huge difference for them this year. Hopefully. Right. I'm, I'm saying that very tentatively right now. And historically, that this is an interesting new way for Muschamp to lose. Because historically, that hasn't worked against him, the new quarterback thing. You know, if we go back to 2012, when Tennessee tried to start Nate Peterman, that was just a laughable disaster for them. You know, that's not the must-champ MO. He doesn't struggle with the new quarterback. So this is, this is, you know, must-champ going and doing what must-champ does best and finding new and interesting ways to lose football (laughs) games. Advancing the suck. Was Was Johnny Manziel part of that group, too? I think so, but I also I wouldn't necessarily consider that to be the same because like everybody knew that he was going to be the starter. Um, okay, and I yeah. think that wasn't that like a week two game. Hadn't they played a uh, like a cupcake game already at that point too? I legitimately don't remember. I, don't I just know. remember that our game was sort of one of his coming out parties where people are like, "Oh, maybe he's the real deal." That was a long fucking time ago. It, it was a long time. I try to forget those years too. Yeah. All right, one last one that we picked was Virginia at Miami, and uh, we picked that at Miami, favored by 13 and a half, and I was on the wrong side of that one. 
you and Hammer were on the correct side. The final was 19 to 14. Miami hung on. And um, I don't know. I didn't get any eyes on that game. Yeah, I watched uh, a decent bit of it. It was an ACC network game. So I have to find an illegal stream for that, obviously. As one does. Frustrating, right. But um, yeah, it... That one could have gone either way, and not in not either way. In the either team could have won either way. In the it could have like Miami could have covered. I don't know. I think I think Virginia earned it at the end. My, Miami just they really struggled to move the ball, and it's kind of what I expected from that that head coach of theirs, Bronco. He he got that offense figured out. I mean, he was able to shut down Eric King and his rushing threat. And if he can do that, I think Miami's kind of dead in the water. They're not they're not a great team. That was a hell of a hire on Virginia's part. To go to BYU to get a coach in Bronco Mendenhall, who, I mean, like, it's, you're right. This, this is what he does. It's, he coaches, like, any Bronco Mendenhall team that you play, you are going to get, like, physically beat up, and he is going to, like, you know, bring it down to base level ugly football. That's what he does. And, I mean, they're only, they're only one and four this year. So it probably, their record doesn't show how capable of a football team they are. But I mean, uh, you know, I, I think he's a really good coach and, um, you know, just surprising for a program like Virginia that has struggled with being shitty for most of my lifetime. Yeah, it's, it's a little different and uh, it's nice. It's just because, I mean, I like things mixed up in the ACC. I have no dogs in that fight outside of wanting Miami and FSU Certainly. to look bad. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm cool with it, and uh, I yeah, I don't know if he has some kind of connection. Yeah, I don't to know the school. Like, what? It's just it's a little odd. Maybe he knows the AD or from the I. I'm making stuff up. I have no idea, but yeah, it's um, definitely a good hire for them. And I think uh, they probably gave Kyle Trask his maybe a second worst performance he's ever had, or right around there. So I mean, they figured him out a good bit too, as much as you can to this point. So yeah, for sure. I'm just looking through his um, history here, and with the exception of one year at Louisiana Tech coaching defensive backs in 1997, uh, Mendenhall had never coached east of the Rockies before. Like it was all out west, and he's from out west. He's, I mean, you know, it's he's from Utah because you have to be a Mormon to coach at BYU. Right. Yeah, so I don't it's it's a weird thing that he ended up at Virginia. But good I'm sure there's a story out there and I'm sure one of you listening knows it. So feel free to send it along to us if you have it. All right. So that's the extent of our picks. I forgot to tally several of them. So if you give me just a second here, I will do that. This is great broadcasting, by the way. It's fantastic. I mean, I'm I'm fine just assuming that I won by one the uh, the one game that I may or may not have fully lied to everybody on. Listen, I'm not gonna lie. I think that Hammer kicked our ass. Um, <laughs> I think he did because he was going with like, oh, this is the expected game, and we were calling a bunch of upsets, and those upsets we called the wrong upsets. So in the meantime, while you're while you're tabbing that, uh, I got I watched that Penn State Indiana game. What a fantastic game! That is what college football is all about. If you missed it. And you missed out on the great game. Like anybody who didn't see that had a uh, Tampa legend, Michael Penix. Yes, I said that right. <laughs> and uh, he was out there. That's a, that's former FSU lean Michael Penix too. He was supposed to be their quarterback and, you know, Haggard happened. So that, that kind of fell through. So he's off in Indiana now running the show. 
and led this beautiful comeback. It was just gorgeous. And I mean, Indiana should have like, they, they had the ability to win it earlier and they kind of screwed that up. And then Penn state went down the field and scored when they shouldn't have. Um, God, that was a huge mistake by Franklin. Kind of a bad look for him too. That was one of the best, like 15 minute stretches of football that I think I've ever watched. Just, I, I mean, the, what what is the Indiana coach's name? Tom Allen is that his name? I want to say Crean, but uh, that can't be it, right? Is it, that's hey, the whatever. You, you might be right. I think that's yeah. yeah. You're probably right. Then I, I whenever I correct you, I end up being wrong. So we'll go with what you said. Tom Allen. His name is Tom Allen. Yeah. Okay, that's right. Um, I'm right. Do it the whole time. And I mean, that guy must have like custom made pants from the same guy who custom made uh, LBJ's pants cut extra, extra large in the crotch because of his gigantic fucking balls to like just continually push for the win um, to intentionally let them score. It was like the anti Pruitt must champ smart thing. Is there any chance in hell any of those coaches would have done no. anything like what happened? Like any of that? Never. Yeah. Not in yeah. a million years. And it it's, just amazing. It's such a breath of fresh air. Like the thing you're just, you're like, oh, you should do this. Like, and you know, it's just so rare for a college coach to do. And he did it. Yeah. And uh, that was nice. Like when, when they lined up to go for it, I was screaming uh, on that two point conversion. Like go for that damn win. This is Penn State. You got a top 10 team. Just fucking go for it, man. Don't take this to overtime. Put it in your hands. And uh, man, that was exciting. I was listening to it. I was working at that point and I was listening to it on um, tune in. I was listening to the like Indiana stream and it was their, their in-house announcers. And man, they were certain that that two point conversion was going to get overturned. I mean, they were like resigned (laughs) to this is going to be a loss. And man, like just the moment that that hit, they were just, it was stunned silence. It was so enjoyable. Yeah. That's actually, I, I, I had no idea. That's got to be one of those things, too, where there are some teams. I mean, I know we like to say, oh, everything bad happens to the Gators, but you have to understand there are some really oh, yeah. bad teams that have shit luck out there that have never done anything and they always get the shaft. Yeah. And um, Indiana's one of those teams. They've got, like, they have to be all just completely defeatist. Like, no, yeah, they knew they were going to lose that game to have it to call the call come in and it was it was the right call you couldn't overturn that in my mind but um yeah that was exciting tom allen by the way uh got his start in coaching in your former stomping grounds your former neck of the woods at temple heights high school in really yeah tampa and he was the defensive coordinator at Armwood for a couple of years oh, in shit. the mid-90s. I feel like I should know him. And then. you definitely you should he could know be him. Our defensive coordinator? You definitely should know him because he was the linebacker and special teams coach at Ole Miss from 2012 through 2014. Oh, shit. Yeah, I was definitely... Hell, that was when I was in school there. Yeah. Um, no excuses there outside of... Um, yeah, no, nothing. Yeah, do you think he could take over for Grantham? Uh, I mean... No. One <laughs> can dream, right? Isn't it fair to want that? I mean, uh, yeah, but no. no. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we could oh. maybe we could pay him. He's only making $3.9 million a year. You know, we could probably stomach that on a defensive coordinator. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so that that game was awesome. Um go back and watch the last the last few sequence 
sequences from that game if you haven't seen it. Yeah, so he was the old, you said old Miss at 2012 to 2014. They had a really good defense too. So damn, maybe yeah. a pretty good coach. What uh, what what era of head coaching was that? Was that Houston Nutt? That's Hugh Freeze. Was it Freeze? Um, it was yeah. Hmm. Um, okay, yeah. Hugh Freeze. Yeah, he would have been. He would have been there when. I mean, the defense was it was good. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Like that. That was when actually they were relying on the defense rather than the offense, and kind of switched at Hugh Freeze under Hugh Freeze later on. But right. I mean, he he was the reason Ole Miss beat Bama in in Oxford. So that was um yeah, pretty good coach. Well, I guess I have to be an Indiana fan since he's from Tampa. Um, it looks like he coached under Taggart. Yeah. Um, but got out of there as quickly as possible. Right. There well, for and it year. makes sense. It makes sense that he made that jump to Indiana from there because uh, in 2015, that USF defense was really good. They kind of carried the team, if I recall correctly. Wasn't that the yeah. that that was the year that they almost beat Florida State at FSU, if I recall correctly? I don't know. No, you could be right. Yeah, I'd be guessing. All right. So, do you want to get into looking at Missouri next? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess it's time, right? Let's. I, so, this game, I'll just jump into it. I know you have plenty to say, so I'll just start with my little quick intro. And I'll let I you... wouldn't get carried away by saying plenty, but I've got some thoughts. Yeah. Sure. Go I ahead. love how great we all are at just completely downplaying anything. Like, do not <laughs> expect much out of us. Just expect the bare minimum. And if it's any more than that, really, you got to chill out in this this word choice right here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this game comes down to... Nor- normally, I-, I would say, hey, I want to really look at the other team and see what they have to offer. But I'm at the point now where I expect most of the teams to be relatively competent they're playing us and not much more than that. Like we don't have a very tough schedule. Georgia, it would be the exception for the remainder of the year, like a team that's actually very good, but everybody else remaining is just, you know, they're, they're competent, not more. So, I mean, all these games come down to, do we show up on both sides of the ball? And I'm, I'm terrified coming off this long break. Like I do not expect our players to have been self-motivated I mean, they all had to be quarantined. Like, they, they didn't have coaches on their ass about anything. We had to just send them workouts. They had, we had to rely on them to follow those workouts. Well, I don't know how sick some of them got. Some of them might have gotten sick and lost 10 pounds or something. Like, it's just it's a little scary. Yeah, it's not great. Um, looking into Mizzou over the past couple days has not made me feel a whole lot better. They, I don't know where to start with this. Um Okay, so this is their first year under their new coach, Eli Drinkwitz, um, who only had one previous year as a head coach at App State last year. But he has been widely regarded as very much of an offensive savant. I've got to be honest, I am really, really impressed with what he has done there so far. I did not think that this was a team that would win more than one or two games this year. And they are two and two so far with two straight wins over LSU and Kentucky. And from what I gather, this is their fan base is really excited. Um, This is an excellent opportunity for the Gators to play that Darth Vader bad guy role that we 
frankly, well, I, I don't, I won't, I won't speak for everyone, but I personally really enjoy being about. It's it's one of my favorite parts about being a Gator fan, is you know being the bad guy. We're the we're the team that people love to hate, and it's for good reason because we spent the '90s running the score up on people and embarrassing people, and then the Urban Meyer years more of the same. This is a great opportunity to do that. We can really take the wind out of these people's sails, but I don't know if we're going to be able to do that because. Having watched most of the last couple of, of their games, this Drinkwitz offense kind of reminds me of Matt Canada's offense. Um, there's lots of like lateral motion. There's lots of like little screen passes and like jet sweeps and um, wide receiver screens and just little short dinky dunky type of plays like that. And that has not been great for us this year. Is that fair to say? Oh, for sure. And I don't <laughs> think that's that that's been rough for us forever under Grant. I mean, yeah, the teams that can that can run it two or three yards each time, like can get a few yards, or I mean, pass it, whatever their little dinky dunk is, and then get that third and medium. I mean, that's like that prime. Oh, I can just dominate. And obviously, we like the third and Grantham thing. Oh God, it's third and eight, and he's gonna fuck it up, but. It's not like we're much better on third and five either. So it's um, and that's the scary. Definitely like the like the competent offenses, the ones who don't drop balls. Like South Carolina, that's the team you want to face because they're going to drop it. They're going to fuck it up. They're going to shoot themselves in the foot. Is Missouri shooting themselves in the foot? No. That's an actual question too. No. And that's bad. Yeah. We need them to not. shoot themselves. We need them to just stumble over themselves repeatedly. They uh, their game plan against Kentucky was really surprising because of what they did against LSU. What they did against LSU was, I mean, they, they kind of outshot LSU. Um, they did have some deeper passes against LSU because they were there. Uh, that LSU coverage has been bad. Um, but against Kentucky, they just like lined up and said, okay, Kentucky, you want to run the ball down our throats and you want to play this like physical defensive-based like, you know, 1950s style of football? fuck you, we're going to do the same thing and we're going to do it better than you. And they did. They held Kentucky to 36 plays. Kentucky ran 36 plays in the entire game. Jeez. They only held the ball for 16 and a half minutes. Missouri, wow. they, they didn't like, I mean, they didn't have any big plays really. They just ran 92 fucking plays. It was just like, you know, four yards, four yards, four yards, four yards, just one after another, short passes and runs. And 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 here's what's scary. They converted 10 of 23rd downs. They converted 50% against a Kentucky defense that is significantly better than our own. That's not great. But yeah, I will say this. It's to our favor that our offense is the complete inverse of Kentucky. Um, you know, I think that we can very much outscore Missouri. It's just going to be a question of if we can get our defense off the field. Um, and I mean, I guess like, you know, copy and paste that analysis to every fucking game we play this season, (laughs) but like, it's, we're going to have to outscore them. We're going to have to, um, move the ball efficiently. It's probably going to be helpful if we can establish more of a running game 
than we have and maybe take some air out of the ball ourselves. If they, if they can repeat what they did against Kentucky in the second half against us, we might be screwed because Kentucky only ran, I believe, 13 or 16 plays in the entire second half. So, I mean, it, we just can't let that happen. So the, the problem is, or the problem with a defensive coordinator who his suckage aside, who struggles to get off the field on third downs, no matter the length, that really extends drives and that really helps with the other team's time of possession. I think you're right. Like, I don't, Missouri isn't the type of team to just be going deep on us to be scoring repeatedly and quickly. Like, that's a, that's an Alabama thing. That's an Ole Miss mm-hmm. thing. Even yeah. Georgia can do that because yeah. they have players that can do that, but Missouri doesn't. Yeah. So, I mean, if they're going, getting 10 play drives on us or more, just like from all these repeated third down conversions that they get and they're running the ball and they're staying in bounds, like, that, that's what they're going to try and do. They're going to try and kill clock, and we're not going to get the ball at all. Um, so, we, yeah, we got to find a way to actually have some possession and to get more plays on offense. We've really struggled with that the past few years, and a lot of that does come down to the defense. Like, if we could get some turnovers, how many turnovers do we even have this year? I don't know. Not very many. I'm thinking of, like, like two or three maybe. I mean, yeah. it's not nowhere close to what we normally do. And um, that's that's pretty rough. So I mean, yeah, getting getting some turnovers is, in my mind, basically our only answer because I'm pretty convinced that the defense is not good enough to stop anybody competent. Um, you're going to gain yards. You have to count on mistakes, like a like a poor throw or uh, maybe a tip ball, drop balls, things like that. And uh, we're gonna have to take advantage. And um, it sucks that we're at this point where we have to rely on that to have the defense play at a point to where we can win and win comfortably or win or win comfortably. Um, but I think that's where we are right now. And uh, yeah, the, the, the offense of Missouri's offense doesn't scare me a ton, but yeah, they can definitely, man, that's, you said 16 minutes of offense and that's a 16 minute. I mean, that is insane. Just barely over 30 plays, barely over 30 plays, 16 minutes and 50 seconds of possession for Kentucky defensively Missouri has held their last two opponents, Kentucky and LSU. They have held them to two on third down conversions. So they're good on third down on offense and they're good on third down on defense. Um, So we, we've got to stay ahead of the chains offensively and we have got to get off the field defensively. That's um, easier said than done. And to that point, I mean, I think that it's safe to say, and I, I've already seen some rumors about this, but we're going to have players missing for this game. Yep. Like the ones who caught it a little bit later are going to be out. Yeah. And I'm under the impression there's a few, there's a few key starters that are going to be missing and we're still not sure where they are. Um, uh, it looks like I've seen some notes that we're going to be missing. I, all, I guess all I can say is that, we need the offensive line to be as healthy as possible. So that's a little scary for me. And we absolutely need Kyle's track, Kyle Trask to stay healthy. Yeah. If that happens, then, then we can, we can do anything we need to. Um, I feel like there's some names on defense that would scare some people, but I'm just at the point where, okay, we got to mix it up. Let's just mix it up. Completely and, agree. Um, yeah. So, I mean, how bad can it be? And I mean, honestly, we're obviously not lucky enough 
And I'm not going to call out a player like that. That's really a dick thing to do to say, oh, uh, to hope to hope somebody somebody has to sit at the game. Let's just say that <laughs> I have a few key players in mind that I want to see, and I would love to see a guy like Rashad Torrance come in and play. Um, maybe Jaden Hill come in and play. Maybe a little more Gervin Dexter or just some of these um, younger defensive tackles, like just something, something different right there. I would say as far as players that we can't afford to lose, it would be pretty bad if we were to lose TJ Slayton, because even though he's not great, we literally don't have another nose tackle on the roster as far as I'm aware. So yeah, there, there were some rumors about Kyrie Campbell actually being able to come back soon. Um, and I don't know if that's for this game or at all, but that seems to be picking up steam. And he's actually started talking on Twitter a little bit. So there's, I don't know what's happening there, but whatever it is, just get him back out here. Yeah. Um, and honestly, if Slayton's out, God, just, I don't care what rules we break, just get Campbell on the field. And I don't want to, I don't want to come across as all doom and gloom because it's not all doom and gloom. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, we are still a barely well coached football team from what we've seen under the Dan Mullen staff, under the Dan Mullen regime. And we are an incredibly more talented team than Missouri. So um, could COVID be an excuse here? Yes, it could be, but I don't think that it should be. So I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, it's the kind of thing where if, we, if we've been recruiting the depth that we hope we've been recruiting, that um, even with some COVID outages, we should be able to win this particular game brand new staff in Missouri. They're not a good team. Like, I mean, it's just, they, or they're not a talented team. And what was the record last year? Like they weren't. Uh, good, I don't were have they? it in front of me. I couldn't be that good. And, and I so think anyways, they won five or six games. Something like that. Yeah. yeah and that was with a, uh, an experienced solid quarterback. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, this is the game. This is just one of those games where we should come out and we should be able to win by two scores. Even, even with some issues. And maybe that would take until the end to pull away, but it should happen. Now, will it? We'll see. But yeah, I agree with you. Definitely not all doom and gloom. I love our offense. It's exciting. Um, I, we could even take some players out of it for like COVID issues. And even on the offensive line, there might be one or two guys where we could swap him out, swap somebody in. And I think we'd be relatively okay. Um, yeah, as long as Trask is out there, uh, we'll be fine on the offense. Um, if he's not, then you have to wonder. Uh, Emory Jones has been out for a while, so is he healthy? I know he. I think he broke his wrist or hurt his arm or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you're stuck with the true freshman after that. But uh, from what I've read, Trask is not one of the people in quarantine. So hopefully, interesting. Or he's at least expected to be practicing and playing. So I don't know if he's been in quarantine or not, but. I think he'd be fine uh, yeah. coming back out there and as long as he's able to play. Yeah. Um, and I'd be okay with maybe being down some offensive players. It's probably this one because of the talent differential. Um, and because like as good as they have been in their last two games, they are still a not super talented team under uh, a, a new head coach, under a new coaching staff, some ups and downs. So um, while I am worried about this game, there's also a chance that we come out and win this by three or four scores. Um, you know, it's just, there's going to be so much inconsistency throughout this year, throughout the sec and throughout the country as a whole. Uh, we kind of got to hope that we're on the, the good side of that more often than not. Yeah. My, my biggest concern for this game would be having a really slow start getting behind it all because yeah, I mean, we can catch up, but I'm not worried about 
us scoring to answer to catch up. I'm worried about getting behind and then them doing that shit where they just run the clock out and keep scoring on us. Yeah. Like that, that would be like the big concern there. And I'm focusing on this concern because I think we have a great team, like just a great overall team in regards to talent. And this year is set up for us. So while the past few weeks have made me change my expectations, I don't think we're capable of winning a championship this year. I'm going to be honest. Um, I still think we have our best team we've had in years just overall. And I'm, I'm wanting to see it put together. So I'm, I'm focusing a lot more on the, the nitpicky stuff, like the entire defense. Okay. That sounds bad, but <laughs> <laughs> just, just the places where we could really get torn up to where our offense cannot overcome. These are first world problems that we are experiencing. It feels like, but we're a first world program. We're, we're, this is a tier one flagship university. I'm straight at this. Do you want to go into picking a score here? Yeah, sure. All right. Excellent. I'll let you lead off. All right. Um, I will go 3130, Florida. Wow. Boy, that's close. I know, right? Whoo. I, Jesus. Uh, we, we've had some, we've had some rough games against Missouri. I think we pulled this out. And I think, yeah, yeah I'm going to go 3130. Okay. Um, I could see us putting on a touchdown at the end if like we have the right timing with with it, but sure. I think it'll be that kind of game. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be a little bit more optimistic here. I think that we are due for some turnover luck. Um, turnovers are not entirely luck-based, but there is a pretty significant uh, portion of it that is determined by random chance. Um, and so I think we're due to have some turnovers here. Uh, and because of that, I think that we could pl- pull away um, in the second half. And I think that we probably do focus a bit more on trying to establish a running game. So because of that, I'm going to go 42-28 Gators win. And I guess that would be close to a cover. I don't know what the the line opened at 15, but it had moved down quite a bit already yesterday. I haven't looked uh, to see where we're at now. Um, But yeah, I I feel like there's a reasonable chance that we we can put this team away. I'd love it. I would love it. And maybe maybe I'll feel better later in the week. I'm I'm still kind of waiting to see who's expected to play and who's right. not because yeah. I'm I'm very tentative about that still. Yeah. It's the wrong players, there could be some huge issues. Yep. Okay, so we're still without Hammer. Is there anything as far as recruiting that you wanted to talk about? I think we've had some movement recently. We just picked up a commitment today from Jeremiah Williams. Um he is a kid out of Birmingham, Alabama, I believe. Alabama prospect. Um, Auburn was the favorite for a long time. And I think Georgia was putting a little bit more heat on him. I don't know if he was the top of their board, but I think they were definitely interested. So um, definitely a great prospect uh, with some big programs after him. So that's a pretty big addition right there. I think he's going to come in and play defensive end or maybe the outside linebacker buck spot. Um some good size right there. So yeah, we're, we're, yeah. Fill, we're filling up those defensive line spots um, pretty nicely this year and last year. So I had a post on it today. I would recommend reading it if you're into the numbers thing. Um, it gives just a rundown of everything. It looks like there's some smoke for um, another player to happen relatively soon. So I know that guys like um, uh, Destin Pazone Hill Dustin Hill, I don't know if he's going by one or the other right now, but he's a receiver out of Louisiana, really fast uh, guy that the coaches love him. Um, he's, he's gotten some crystal balls, I think, on rivals. 
and I don't, I don't know if I trust their crystal balls as much. I haven't really seen much to think he'd come to UF, but Hey, if he does great. And um, there's an offensive lineman out of North Carolina that we could, this would be uh, Tim Brewster's first really big win getting this guy, Yusuf Mugarbil, Mugarbil. Uh, again, I'm going to just butcher these names. Doesn't really yeah. matter. Well, that one, uh, that one, yeah. I mean, that one is, that's on him. Okay. Listen, <laughs> that's on really, him for having that last name. Can we even blame his parents at this point, or is that really no, just him? It's, being, yeah, uh, you got to, well, you got to go back like generations to blame somebody, but yeah, Mugarbil, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's rough, but either, either way, um, if I had to guess, I would think that he'd be a little more likely just um, the people who have been picking him, but also in what we have and need on the offensive line. I mean, this is a premier spot for any great offensive tackle. And while Hevesy is not capable of landing elite guys at offensive tackle, he could land a guy like this. Mm-hmm. Um, a relatively highly rated, um, solidly regarded, and just um, a little bigger than you'd expect from an O. o- I don't know. Just um, he, he seems like a Hev guy. You know, I, I could see it. So that'd be a nice pickup, but yeah, recruiting is, is the 21, 2021 class is pretty much finished for the most part. Um, we're kind of shooting high at some of the big fish. I think we miss on a few that we expect. It's my kind of gut instinct right now. So we could see um, some other names pop up later on, maybe some flip targets, but I mean, we have what 25 committed right now. So that's almost a whole class. I think we can only fit 28 this year. I mean, that's, that's where it's at. It's, it's the same that it's been. I'm not like super pumped, but I'm not super dejected. It's solid, and I'll take that. I that's what we're gonna get with Mullen. Let's do Culture Corner now. We'll do Culture Corner, yeah. and I, like uh, I have been watching. Uh, my wife and I have been watching the Great British Baking Show. I think is, is that what it's called? The thing on Netflix. Yeah, the Bake Off Baking Show. You're probably yeah. right again. Something you're probably like right. That. But yes, I've, I've seen it before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's nice like it's just a nice show you know it just it's happy and relaxing and soothing it's just it's nice it's positive it's happy um so yeah i mean that's what i've been watching uh also a couple weeks ago i watched uh the haunting of bly manor um and man the feelings that i was caused to feel in uh the last episode of that I've heard, I've heard a lot of people say that. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah, my, my wife loves it. Um, I, don't, I don't watch any show that has the word haunting in it or any, anything that has the with one word afterwards. It's just kind of one of my personal things. But yeah, I, I've heard great things about it. The haunting, the shining, the happening, any, any the blanking. Yeah, so what you're saying is you're kind of... I mean, you call it what you want to. I like what I like, though. <laughs> I'll stick with The Bachelor and Bachelorette. You, you can watch your scary <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just go tofu everybody. <laughs> uh, oh, man. that got me good. All right, yeah, yeah I, fair enough. No, no need to be ashamed. We listen. Love I'm we not going to throw stones. You like what you like, man. <laughs> uh, so what? Uh, what have you been watching, reading, imbibing? Yeah, uh, man. I feel like I've I've watched a ton recently, and I know there are one or two things, and it's just been so long that I haven't prepped it in my mind. Um, well, m- I mentioned that the the Bachelor Bachelorette. I am I am watching that. Uh, full disclosure, I watch that pretty religiously. It is the perfect mind numbing show to take me away from my uh, general work, and I love it. Like, eat that shit up. I don't care if it's fake. It's great. Um, but 
I've, let's see. In rewatching The Mandalorian in preparation for the new season coming out, and that'll, hell, by the time I listen to this podcast, uh, it'll probably be out at that point. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Should be should be really nice. And we did just, oh, we watched um, a couple of Netflix movies. Um, I've rewatched There Will Be Blood because I think a few people had mentioned it and it got me wanting to watch it again. Yeah. So always a classic. And then uh, The Trial of the Chicago 7. Oh, yeah. Is that any good? Yeah, I, I liked it. it, it it's, um, it's what you'd expect. Like some of it just pisses you off mm-hmm. um, because, you know, it's life always has the same shit happen over and over again and nobody learns anything. So that's kind of what the whole moral of that story is. Um, so there's some real frustrating stuff in that, but it's good. It's a story I didn't really know beforehand. Um, none of it was surprising, but all of it was stuff I didn't know. So I enjoyed it and uh, had some great actors sign up for it. Um, some people I didn't expect to show up did. So yeah, I liked it. Definitely worth a watch. Nice. I don't have any, I don't have any lawnmower updates. Um, I, I was finishing up uh, my tax deadline recently and i was able to sneak away on the 13th or 14th one of those evenings where i found some free time and i got i got it all mode thinking okay now i'm gonna go on vacation after this and then i can worry about it when i get back so i have uh, i have some big plans for this yard coming up and that'll start probably this week so i'll have some good stories later on i'm sure oh boy i definitely saw some tunnels pop up um some big tunnels pop up in the grass so those little fucker voles aren't dead yet. Um, or they haven't been relocated happily yet. Uh, not entirely, at least. But, you know, this is a work in progress. I know that um, you can't expect it to all happen at once. Um, these types of animal genocides take a while. So <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's important that you plan your genocide uh, you know, thoroughly, and you want to cover all your bases there. Yeah, don't don't half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. So we'll do this the right way. As a, as a culture corner uh, closer, the the CCC. Um, I also watched Hocus Pocus while on vacation. Um, one of my one of my go tos every year for Halloween time. And that's that's a good. Movie. I, th- I heard they're uh, they're making a sequel just now, actually. Really. Uh huh. So I don't know what that's going to entail, but I like the movie. I'm sure they'll find a way to fuck it up. I don't and, think I've um, ever seen it. Oh, really? No, it's um, it's a good one. It, well, no, no, hold on. It's one of those that it's like this childhood love. So having watched it many times as a kid, I can appreciate it now. But if you watched it, you might say, "What the hell is this? This is a garbage right. movie." Yeah. Um, was that was that a uh? Just a growing up, uh, you weren't allowed to watch Hocus Pocus kind of thing, or just haven't yeah. gotten around to it. Yeah, probably. I mean, it, probably a combination of that, and also, yeah, like you know, as an adult, yeah, it just doesn't really doesn't do it for me. I mean, Satan's definitely a pretty big part in it too. So really, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's there's some. I mean, like you don't see Satan at all, but he's referenced multiple times. I mean, that's um, pretty pretty devil filled movie. We talking about Saban? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, Zeus Apollo just hopped in. He's What's he's going to join us for uh, this last segment. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, I, I I I didn't like give him any specifics or any idea whatsoever of what we were talking about. So I'm just volunteering him and volunteering his time here. 
Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, there's. Um, I'm not saying there's anything riding on this, but I'm sure we'll think of something um, to make oh, it. Lord. Yeah, <laughs> to make it happen. Um, my entire year worth of mod salary. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Big time. Yeah, uh, we're we're about to make our picks, our weekly college football picks. That's all. Uh, okay, sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. Let me let me pull up what I had previously done and thought about somewhere else. There you go. Yeah. So that gives you time to, to be consistent at least, or you can, you know, this is your chance to mix it up uh, publicly for shaming. Okay. Um, we can let Zeus do a, a Florida pick too, if he wants. Oh yeah, that's, that's true. We already picked Florida, Missouri. Um, uh, did, did we pick the winner? Did we pick the spread? Both. I mean, yeah, we, uh, we took, we take scores in that game yeah. and then, um, gotcha. yeah. So, what is- uh, Zlat was what thirty one thirty Gators win, yep, and I was forty two twenty eight something like that. Hmm. Ha- obviously, having not thought about this at all, I'm gonna guess we slide a little bit backwards with the with the offense. I'm gonna guess a nice. I don't know how. I, so at precursor. Sometimes the math doesn't add up to be a possible score. So I'm going based on just general feels not literal math mathematical possibilities but i'm gonna go with uh 36 missouri kind of sucks uh 36 to 21 i was waiting for a score like two to one or something yeah. like that <laughs> <laughs> uh missouri We're, scores 21 and a half all right <laughs> like i was really crossing my fingers there. <laughs> did you say 36 to 21 yeah 36 all to right. 21 i could see that no way well, ESPN still has this as us favored by 13. I don't know if that's been updated. It seems a little high, but whatever. So, uh, yeah, um, we are both on the side of Florida covering. And Zlat is a non-believer. Absolutely. Bastard. Yeah. Here to just rain on everybody's parades and hate on dreams and kill puppies. But you didn't actually even go to Florida. <laughs> I mean, does anybody does anybody have proof? Has anybody seen me at Florida before? I haven't seen you and Dabo Sweeney in the same room before. Oh. Um, Zlat, would you care to take these down like you did last time? Uh, I would absolutely do that. Yeah. Please, please do. Because I can't think and talk at the same time. I'm not. There is a good think. chance, just like last time, that I'll write some of these wrong. I'm not an um, ambi-turner. <laughs> I never learned how to turn left. Uh, we're going to start this out chronologically with the... Noon kick, Eastern time, 11 a.m. God's time, Central time, best time. Georgia and Kentucky. That is in Lexington, and Georgia is favored by 14 and a half. And I actually picked this as an upset. I thought that Kentucky was going to win this game uh, when we were doing preseason look ahead. And I do not feel that way any longer. I guess I'll go first, and I will take Georgia to cover 14 and a half. I think that they win by 17 here, and I hope I'm wrong. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll take this next one. I picked oh, Georgia, too. Oh, shit. Hammer's here, too. Hey, Hammer. You made it. Hi. Yeah, it took a while. Just in time. Uh, I, I, was, I was about to pick, and so wait, we have, we have Tof taking Georgia. We have Hammer taking Georgia. Yeah, I don't know who they're facing, but I pick them. All right. And that makes uh, the third of us, Zlot, taking Georgia as well. I think other I think other programs might call this a lock unity or something like that. Not that there are other programs to listen to, but uh, I'm taking Georgia as well. 
All right, so this is now the Georgia Fan Broadcast uh, brought to you by. (laughs) 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 Much like much like that Lock Unity program, this is a Georgia Homer podcast now. Apparently, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Michigan and Michigan State. Boy, this is just disgusting. Michigan, Michigan is favored by twenty-four and a half. Twenty-four and a half. Yeah. Jeez. All right. Anybody want to hop on this one first? Michigan State. Michigan State covers for sure. I think Michigan wins it, but I I think it's close and Jim Harbaugh cries a little bit. Yeah, I think it's going to be like the game where Michigan State actually plays decently just because it's Michigan. Right. So I'm going to take them to, to cover the spread. I'll take Michigan. Michigan's I'll take win, Michigan. Yeah. Um, they, they, they took down a Minnesota team. I didn't think they, they would, and they did it pretty handily well, too, right? If blue if blue pants Harbaugh shows up though, can I change my pick? Because apparently he's undefeated when he wears blue khakis. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going. I'm going Michigan here. Michigan State is real fucking bad. I mean, just brutal. I mean, they might be like they might be sub sub Rutgers tier on a similar do tier they, to Maryland. This do year. they play Maryland this year? Um, I don't know. I will take I will take Michigan State to beat and cover. Yeah, if, if they do, probably. but. But they would still be the, the next step up, barely. Yeah, I think they would play. I think they're in the same division, right? Aren't they both in the East? Or are they? Yeah, they're both in the same division. Oh, my God. I, okay, there's, there's a game on here that I really hope you, you take. Can I, can I just call out a game? Yeah. I don't know how this yeah, how let her rip, do son. this. I just saw Indiana is playing at Rutgers. <laughs> and oh. I, I really <laughs> want to pick this game. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's I not. It. I don't, I don't have a spread There's here. no spread. Yeah. Um, should we should we make one Give up? Give me just a second. I'm I'm gonna pull up Bovada. All right. Yeah, I need I need to dust off some like old school like almanac to figure out what I feel about both of these teams. <laughs> God, I, I might watch this game. What a great game. <laughs> Indiana is favored by twelve and a half. That sounds right. right. That doesn't seem like enough to me. Well, I don't know. Like it's yeah ah, boy, I don't know. Like how much do you read into what was technically a pretty fluky win for Indiana. I mean, they beat Penn State. It's a good team. Yeah. In theory. 12 and a half, though. Rutgers scored 38 on Michigan State. Yeah, I'm going Rutgers here. Right? That's a, that's a <laughs> sentence I never thought I'd say, but here we are. I, I think I'll go with Rutgers for the meme, but like also secretly believing in it. Yeah. Wait, Shiano's back as the coach there, right? Hell yeah, dog. Fuck yeah, I'm going Rutgers. Give me Indiana. Phoenix for the win. <laughs> you would. <laughs> you Phoenix lover. Love it. Uh, Especially man. that Tampa that Tampa version. It's the best kind. <laughs> <laughs> Mississippi State and Alabama. Alabama is favored by 31. Oh, God. I'm gonna pick Alabama. This is the first time I feel like there's a decent spread for an Alabama game, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, it really depends, I guess, on the Mississippi State we get. Do we get like all the interceptions in college football, Mississippi State, or do we get the team that like inexplicably blew out LSU at the beginning of the year? Like, That's always the gonna we're gonna get. We're gonna get a team that doesn't score a single point. Give me Alabama. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I I hate to be the ditto guy, but ditto whatever uh, whatever was just said because I'm I'm looking at Mich- Mississippi State's last couple games. 14 against Texas A&M, 2 against Kentucky, 14 against Arkansas, and then an inexplicable 44 against LSU. 
I think they just caught LSU with their pants down, and this will what this this game will cement the fact that Mike Leach is going to be fired halfway through next season. All of Ooh, what you're like saying it. makes so much sense. Meaning, but with Mike Leach, I oh. am going oh. Mississippi State here. Oh, oh. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Yep. You did it. Absolute right. madman. Do you have a reason, or are you just going to do it? I just so their defense is like surprisingly solid, Mississippi State's. And I don't know. I just kind of got this feeling that like this is going to be sort of a sleepy time Alabama. They've had a couple of big games against rivals in a row. And like I just I could see Mississippi State sliding into like a backdoor cover type of deal here. And also Mike Leach, you know, chaos incarnate, et cetera, et cetera. cetera. That's what I was kind of hoping for. Yeah. Did did Hammer you took Alabama? Yep. Okay. Let's see. I missed and I'm here somewhere. Arkansas. Did, did we talk about Vanderbilt? I missed uh, playing? LSU Auburn. Okay. Uh, Are you talking chronologically? LSU. Yeah. That's the, the big 2.30 Central Time CBS game. LSU is favored by three. I'll bite the bullet. I'm going to pick LSU to win. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just feeling it. Like Maybe they like you know, had a resurgence of team pride after last week where they blew out Will Muschamp's South Carolina team by like 30 points. Just as we all <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We had a little bit of a weird recording blip earlier, so I don't know how much of us eating shit on that prediction got like recorded, but yeah, that we were wrong. And well, I love how like all of us were just like, there's no way like Muschamp's gonna, he's gonna destroy this LSU team or at least win because LSU just sucks so bad. And then Zlat was like, yeah, but, you know, who knows? LSU could end up just winning by 30 because it's LSU. And, well, you know. They well, it's because it was Muschamp because that's what Muschamp does. Yeah. But, yeah, it's yeah. – oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Again, at least we don't have Muschamp in this game to decide. So they, this is LSU at Auburn, Auburn minus three? That is correct. Ah, uh, I hate LSU this. LSU is minus three. Sorry. LSU is minus yeah, three. Yeah, I might have okay. said that backwards. So Bonix, as we all know, sucks dicks. Mm-hmm, but, yeah. but LSU also sucks. Hence my dilemma. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, <laughs> it's just what he does. That's all. Um, and it rhymes. And uh, it takes away from his time practicing playing quarterback. It, it's particularly distracting when he's doing it on third downs. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if he if he's doing that, he's not throwing touchdowns. It's tough to like see. it's either Bo- it's, it's Bonex throws touchdowns or Bonex sucks dicks. You can't you can't can do both, do at, the both at the same time in the game. That's just very hard to do. Mm. Yeah. Oh god. I don't know if I want to pick this one. I'm I gonna have to. I know. So is this the first game of the year where we have potential for like an old school SEC score? Like obviously, all the SEC scores are just crazy high right now. But could we finally see like a thirteen? Would that to be, 10 is that your game? guess? That what the score is? I'm I'm just asking. I'm I'm asking rhetorical questions here to to delay and procrastinate from answering. <laughs> well, <laughs> Kentucky Kentucky Mizzou last week, which was twenty to ten, and was like some sort yeah. of a relic of wishbone offense from the forties. Right. I mean that was that was about as old school SEC as it gets. But yeah, like regarding real big time teams yeah probably i'm going to take auburn because i just see this as a complete random toss-up and they get three extra points in it so i don't feel good about that i don't feel good about picking bonex but i'll take auburn give me 
LSU by a touchdown. Okay. Uh, I, I, I feel like in terms of, not by storylines by any means, but in terms of production, on-field production, they're like a lesser Florida. You know, they've put up good points every game, regardless of the, good consistent points, regardless of the, uh, the team they're playing, but their defense, uh, you know, lets Missouri score 45 on them. And with that in mind, Auburn also is, I feel, flip-floppity. And they won last week against Mississippi, so I think they're due for a floppity. Yeah, I don't think either of these are good football teams, and I don't feel good about picking either one. Um, so I am going to attempt to locate a coin because I am going, <laughs> I can't find a coin. I've got an old library card. We're going to flip an old library card. Heads, we're going LSU. Tails, we're going Auburn. Exciting stuff. Tails, we're going Auburn. Auburn to beat right. the spread, to beat that three makes, point spread. It makes sense that anything library related would pick against a team from Louisiana. Yeah. And also fitting, you know, given the Auburn library connection <laughs> from the past as well. <laughs> uh, okay. Meant to be. All right. Who else we got? Ole Miss and Vandy. Ole Miss is favored by 18. Hell yeah. Give me Ole Miss. Ole Miss by 20. No, Ole Miss by 30. I could see that. Amory, you want to go? Take Vanderbilt. Oh. Ooh. We got a Vanderbilt. No. I just have to be contrarian. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it. Ole Miss, I don't see Vanderbilt stopping them at all, period. Yeah. They're not good. Yeah. Lots of scores. Uh, Matt Corral can take out his frustrations on a team like that. Some say that every time Matt Corral gets mad and punches drywall, he gets an extra cornrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who is it that says that? <laughs> I think that's in the Juggle of Bible, actually. <laughs> Fago 316. Um <laughs> All right, Arkansas, Texas A&M. This is at Texas A&M in COVID Station, Texas. A&M favored by 11 and a half. All right, I'll go first. No one else wants to have to play. I'll I'll be the one to take that bullet. Uh, I feel like everybody's going to want to take Arkansas here because that's a pretty big spread. And I am also everybody, so give me Arkansas. (laughs) Yeah, I think Arkansas is a very well-coached team. I don't think they win it, but the thing about well-coached teams is they generally are able to cover the spread. Yeah, yes, indeed. Good teams win, great teams cover. Um, Yeah, I think I'm going to take Arkansas here. I could see this being like a 7-10 to point game. I'm going to go with Arkansas as well. All right. Okay, uh, I'm going to open up the floor here. Um, there are a lot of games this week. What do y'all want to pick here? I'm just kind of scrolling through to see if anything pops out to me. Uh, I did see a very large spread. I don't know if we like picking those big spread games, but it is funny to see it. So I'll call it out when I get back to it and actually find There we go. Iowa State at Kansas with Iowa State as a 28 and a half point favorite. Jesus. Yeah, Kansas is real fucking bad. Um, I don't know if I trust Iowa State to score that many points, though. You know what? Yeah, I'll take Iowa State. Yeah, I'll take them. It's 20 minus 28 and a half. half. Give me Kansas just because I have a aversion to picking anything that's above 25. That's a fair, that's a fair strategy. 
I'm going to say the ghost of Les Miles rises from the grave and covers the spread. <laughs> Do they cover the spread on a trick play? Multiple trick plays, and he eats all the grass. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is unbelievable to me, but we're going to have three people yeah. take Kansas. Boy. Amazing. Amazing. This truly is a wonderful world. I feel like I'm on the wrong side of history here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you doubt Kansas and Les Miles? This well, congr- is, congratulations, Kansas. I see one more that's uh, mildly interesting, and it's in a conference that we haven't hit on yet. Okay. Uh, Notre Dame, number four Notre Dame, at Georgia Tech with Notre Dame, a 20-point favorite. Man, I just don't know. Like, with Georgia Tech, like, the variance from game to game has been fucking wild this year. I guess I'll take Georgia Tech. Yeah, I don't feel great about it. Hit me with that line again. As Notre Dame favored by 20. Yeah. It's in Atlanta, if that makes a difference. Mm, I'll go... Uh, I'm going to pick Notre Dame. They actually look pretty decent this year. I, I, I'll i go with Notre Dame. I'm I'm feeling like 30 to... Thir- 33 to 7, if that math works out. And that's not discounting like, Jeff Collins. I think he's going to build a solid program at Georgia Tech. I just don't think they're ready to go up against top guys like Notre Dame right now. I don't think Notre Dame's top guy, so I'm going to go with Georgia Tech to cover this. This isn't Clemson. I cool. think uh, they come back angry. It's the second best team in the conference right now. That's, that, well, that is saying something. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how much that is. <laughs> technically, they're ACC this year. Technically. technically. Technically, that's maybe right. I think I would take, my, I would take Miami over Notre Dame as the second best ACC team. Agreed. Head to head, yeah, I'd take Miami. And honestly, I might even take, like, I don't know, one or two other teams head to head against Notre Dame, too. So, yeah, just sleeping on Notre Dame this year. I mean, they're, fine. they're good, but, like, I don't know. It's just like they fuck around with mediocre teams so much. It's just, it's tough to I know really the what they are. the best team in the country, like their ranking indicates, but I think they're, are, right. They're probably at least a top 10, top 12 team this year. Yeah, but 20 points. Yeah, but it's, it's a tech team that has shown, its potential multiple times this year. But the biggest issue that tech has is their depth because they don't have a whole lot of depth on both sides of the ball to fit what Collins and his, his coaching staff want to do. And against teams like Notre Dame who have shown that they have like, like you saw what happened against Clemson. Clemson just ran all over them because they couldn't keep up. And that's not at the fault of the players, not the fault of coaching staff. It's just tech's not ready even though we thought they might be maybe a year ahead of schedule, and they look like they might be maybe a year ahead of schedule, but I just don't think they're ready to go up against teams with talented depth like Notre Dame, and that's why I think Notre Dame's going to win. By yeah. End cover you, you bring up some really good points. You've, you've sold me. Um, I'm actually going to take Georgia Tech to win this outright. <laughs> I'm, calling, I'm calling the upset right now. This is, my, this is my wild upset of the day. Georgia Tech beats Notre Dame in Atlanta. <laughs> Damn, that was some amazing <laughs> misdirection. <laughs> the fans are beaten off the field because they're really preventing fans from running on the field this year, I think. So they're beaten yeah. off the field. I mean Georgia Tech Jesus. outright. <laughs> How the fuck does that work? I mean, you know, it's crazy times. It's Atlanta. You never know what I happens. Mean, <laughs> it does have two uprights. I suppose, yeah. You're on the right the right path there. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, uh we didn't pick like the big game this week, which is Ohio State and Penn State. Um, Ohio State oh, God. favored by 12 and a half. This is really easy. Give me Ohio State by like 30. 
25 maybe. But yeah, 12 and a half, nowhere close. I would, I would need like a 20-point spread to consider Penn State. I would need two Micah Parsons to consider Penn State. Yeah. Boy, that it hurts. hurt when they stole um, them from us. Yeah, uh, I'm going Ohio State by 14 to 20. <sighs> okay, yeah, I'm going to pick that too. I'm sorry, I don't want to go with all you guys, but I don't really think there's a way that Penn State's going to really compete against Notre Dame. I mean, not Notre Dame, sorry, Ohio State. Does, does James Franklin get on the hot seat if he gets his ass blown out this game? Not at all. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so, but I think he'll be on the hot seat if they have a really bad season. It just look like right now they might. They, he's a really good program builder, but I think their fans are rightfully upset with his in-game coaching and mismanagement of games. Um, he's just not good at it, I don't think. Let me get back to you after Penn State plays Nebraska. Fair. If Penn- yeah, hold, hold the thought. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll put, a, put a pin in it for now. Fair enough. Okay. Um, I think that's all for me. Does anybody want to pick uh, Florida State against the bye? uh um you know what i'll take bye i think there's a decent chance that a player gets arrested or kicked off the team so has florida state gone has florida state gone through their covid mass group getting of it not yet i mean state of florida's picking up i you know i'm maybe maybe uh covid wins the bye for florida state Mm. yeah i'll take the bye either way too many things can go wrong I'd pick I pick the buy plus the, like against the spread too. Like I think the, I think the buy covers. Oh, <laughs> uh, brother! Are we done here? I think we're done here. Is that? Yep. You got anything? No, that's everything. I've uh, laid it all on the table. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining us. Toph, will you join me in song as we sing the outro? <laughs> sure. You just go right on ahead and get started without me, bud. How do I how do I work Grantham into that? <laughs> Just figure it out, man. I believe in you. Uh, dude, oh, we lost that. He's out of here. He got yeah. out before the singing started. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'm not. I'll talk to you guys later. See ya. See ya. I'm not singing. Uh, it's okay. I'm not. All right. Hey, thanks. Thanks for jumping in without notice. Yeah, no worries. Hit, hit me up anytime. Go Gators. Go Gators. Review it. Review it. I was gonna. I was gonna say that too. Come, me lads, let us be jolly. Drive away the melancholy. For to grieve it is a folly when we're met together. Let a union be. Let union be. Let all our hearts. Let all our hearts be joined as one. We'll end the day as we begun. We'll end it all in pleasure. What for all the roller to the light What for all the roller to what for all the roller to roll idle when we're met together? Solomon in all his glory told us all another story. In our cups we sing and glory when we're met together. Let a union be, let union be in all our hearts. Let all our hearts be joined as one. We'll end the day as we begun. We'll end it all in pleasure. Whack baller all roller to roll idle. Whack baller all roller to roll idle. Whack baller all roller to roll idle when we're met together. Eating and drinking, there's a charming. Smoking and piping, there's no harming. All these things we take delight in when we're met together. Let a union be. Let a union be. In all our hearts. Let all our hearts be. 
join us one. We'll end the day as we've begun. We'll end it all in pleasure. Whack baller, roller, roller, to roll, I do. Whack baller, roller, roller, to roll, I do. Whack baller, roller, roller, to roll, I do. When we're met together. Grab the bottle as it passes. Do not fail to fill your glasses. Oh, to drink as our glasses when we're met together. Let a union be. Let a union be. In all our hearts. Let all our hearts be joined as one. We'll end the day as we begun. We'll end it all in pleasure. Whack baller, roller, roller, to roll, I do. Whack baller, roller, roller, to roll, I do. Whack baller, roller, roller, to roll, I do. When we're met together, cease from quarrelling and fighting, evil speaking and backbiting. All these things take no delight in when we're met together. Let a union be, union be, in all our hearts. Let all our hearts be joined as one. We'll end the day as we've begun. We'll end it all in pleasure. Whack baller, roller, roller, to roll, I do. Whack baller, roller, roller, to roll, I do. Whack baller, roller, roller, to roll, I do. When we're met together, let a union be. Yeah.